Yo, what is good, everyone? It's great to be back on the Mayo Media Network. My name's Griffin Swanson, and I'm here to break down the showdown slate for the first game of the 2021 NHL playoffs between the Boston Bruins and Washington Capitals, the best time of the year when it comes to hockey. Now, if we take a look here in the top left-hand corner, Bruins are currently favored to win this game at minus 125, and then you can see the over-under there is at 5.5. I also have the player scoring guide and goalie scoring guide listed on the spreadsheet here as well. Scoring remains the same on DraftKings when it comes to playoffs and showdown slates, but considering it's a showdown here, I wanted to fill out a little bit of this spreadsheet with some relevant information so you can reference back to the scoring guide here as I'm going through my favorite plays. But before we dive into my favorite plays here for this showdown slate, if you could hit that like and subscribe button, I would greatly appreciate that. Pat and his team at the Mayo Media Network are posting content all week long, multiple different sports. You don't want to miss out on any of that. Hey, for you podcast people, you can head on over to the Apple Pods as well, find all of the content there, leave a five-star review while you're at it. And of course, want to talk a little prize picks here with you as well. Prize picks aren't going anywhere for the NHL playoffs. If you haven't signed up yet and you want to do so, make sure you use code MMN for up to a $100 match deposit. It's completely free money, folks. You might as well take advantage of that. And for those of you who aren't familiar with how prize picks works when it comes to the NHL, there's four different ways that players can rack up points. And what prize picks is going to do is they're going to list out a handful of players on this Saturday showdown slate and assign them to a fantasy score. You need to pick the over or the under on that fantasy score. And here's how players can rack up those points. Three points for a goal, two points for an assist, half a point for a shot on net, half a point for a block shot. That's it. Pretty straightforward. Again, you just need to pick the over or the under on those fantasy scores. Now, I got two picks that I like here for this Saturday showdown slate. The first pick that I like is Alexander Ovechkin under 4.9. I know it's a little scary taking the under on Ovi, but Ovi really hasn't played a whole lot of hockey here over the past few weeks. He did get the last game into the regular season, had four shots on net, played about 19 minutes, which is great to see. But prior to that, Ovechkin missed basically the last three weeks of the regular season. So don't love to see that heading into playoffs. He might have a little bit more rust than we're accustomed to seeing. And on top of that, I'm expecting a low scoring game and a low scoring series between these two teams. And Ovechkin really hasn't put up a whole lot of points against Boston to begin with this year. He's only racked up two goals, two assists, four points in eight games against Boston. So with a 4.9 fantasy score here, we basically need him to have a multiple point nine or score a goal and have five shots on net. While the latter certainly seems plausible, being that Ovechkin hasn't played a whole lot of hockey as of late and hasn't played that great against Boston this year, I think 4.9 seems a bit too high, so I'm going to take the under on Ovechkin. And then the other pick that I like there is Brad Marchand over 4.1. Marchand has been on an absolute heater here heading into the playoffs. He's racked up 33 points in his past 23 games, 16 goals and 17 assists, and he's played really, really well against the Capitals this year as well, racking up 7 goals, 6 assists, 13 points in 17 games. He's averaging 19.3 DraftKings points per game against the 
caps this year. So I like Marchand in general on this slate, but I like the over here for prize picks at 4.1 as my second pick. So again, to recap here, there's four different ways that players can rack up points. Three points for a goal, two points for an assist, half a point for a shot on net, half a point for a block shot. The two picks that I like here for this showdown slate, I like Ovechkin under 4.9 and Marchand over 4.1. Those are the two picks that I got my money on, but check out the slate, check out prize picks, a number of different sports that we can play as well. Again, if you're going to be signing up, make sure you use code MMN for up to a $100 match deposit. But all right, folks, let's dive into this spreadsheet here. Now, actually, before we dive into my favorite captain plays and flex plays here for this showdown slate, there's something I want to show you guys here. It's six general showdown rules that we should be following when it comes to NHL DFS. So I'm going to go through these fairly quickly here. You can pause it, screenshot it, do whatever you want to do. But these are the six rules that you should generally be following. So rule number one, no defenseman as a captain. That happens in 87.7 of optimal lineups. Rule number two, use a maximum of one goalie. That makes sense, right? Unless you're expecting a one nothing game, a 2-1 game, it doesn't make sense to play two goalies there. You're basically just defeating yourself by doing that. You can see the optimals there at 86.2. Rule number three, set a minimum salary of $4,300. Optimals, 86.2%. Basically saying, don't leave too much money on the table. Yeah, we want to get contrarian with these showdown slates, but don't beat yourself up by leaving too much money on the table. Rule number four, remove third and fourth line forwards from the captain pool. That makes sense as well. If you really want to get contrarian, you could probably add a third or fourth liner. My one add-on rule to that would be make sure they're playing on the power play if you're going to go that route. Rule number five, and this one kind of surprises me, don't, do not use any full line stacks. I love full line stacks, especially in those bigger slates, GPPs, stacking up, whether it's two forwards and a defenseman or just a full line together. That's very popular in NHL DFS. On showdown slates, though, 95.4% of optimals do not use full line stacks. So that one shocked me, uh, but you can see here, leading the group so far at 95.4%. And then rule number six, use a max of two players from an opposing team when using a goalie as a captain and a max of three players from the opposing team when using a goalie as a flex play. That makes sense as well, right? Obviously, we don't want to be playing a goaltender and then run it back with a bunch of players from the opposing team. Again, you're basically just defeating yourself. You can see the optimals there at 92.8%. So for any of the showdowns, I'll try to use these rules here right away. Whatever route you want to go, if you're going to use the plays that I suggest here or kind of go your own route, what I suggest is number one, break down this game. How do you foresee the game going? Is it going to be low scoring, high scoring? What team wins? And then follow these rules here and build your lineups. But all right, let's hop into the plays that I like for this showdown slate here. So we're going to kick it off with two captains here. And typically when I break down these showdowns, I pick a captain from both teams. So the captain I like here for the Boston Bruins is going to be Brad Marchand. Talked about him as one of my prize picks here today. I like the over at 4.1 and I ran through his numbers there. This dude's been on an absolute heater dating back to April, racking up 33 points in his past 23 games, including 
including 16 goals and 17 assists. On top of that, he's tore apart the Capitals this year, racking up 7 goals, 6 assists, 13 points in 7 games, damn near 2 points per game, and averaging 19.3 DraftKings points per game against the Caps as well. That's absolutely phenomenal. Now, he's going to play big minutes, plays on the first line with Bergeron and Pasta, two studs in themselves, and plays on the penalty kill too. This dude does it all, can rack up DraftKings points a number of different ways, and I just love the way that he's playing heading into this series. Now, on the other side of this game, I like Vanacek here, the goaltender for the Washington Capitals. The reason I like the goalie here as a captain, because if the Capitals win this game, I foresee it being very low scoring, a 2-1 game, maybe a 3-2 game, could even head to overtime, but I suspect that Vanacek is going to see a lot of shots, and again, if the Caps win, it should be low scoring, allowing him to rack up a lot of DraftKings points. On top of that, he's been very good at home this year with 11-4-3 record, averaging 13.2 DraftKings points per game. Not the best average when it comes to a DraftKings score, but this guy definitely has 20-25, even 30-plus plus point upside, so I like him as the captain for the Washington Capitals. Now, I got a handful of different flex plays here that I want to run through. A lot of them are probably obvious, but look, it's a showdown slate, right? I don't want to purposely ignore the obvious plays either, because I'm going to be playing them. That being said, it comes down to how do you foresee this game working out? Is it going to be high scoring or low scoring? What team do you think wins? Use those showdown rules, and then build your lineups. But as a flex play here, I like Tuka Rask, the Boston Bruins goaltender. Now, I probably wouldn't play both these guys in the same lineup. Obviously, that was one of the rules that we just went over, but I don't mind Tuca if you think that Boston's going to win this game, and I am leaning towards Boston winning game one here. I don't love rooting against the home team, but it doesn't sound like Kuznetsov or Oshi are going to play for the Capitals. Oshi could be a game-time decision, but if they miss both of those players, those are two players in the top six of their forwards. That's certainly going to hurt them, so I don't mind Rask here at $9,800. Again, I'm expecting a low-scoring game slash series in general, and Tuka is 7-1-0 heading into this series, so I certainly don't mind him if you think the Boston Bruins are going to win. Patrice Bergeron here, I kind of talked about him when I was going through Brad Marchand. He's the center of that first line, plays on the first power play, and even plays plays on the penalty kill two with Marshawn. So again, one of the rules, don't run full line stacks, right? I would not mind pairing Marshawn and Bergeron together, though. They play five-on-five five together, they play on the number one power play, and they play on the PK together, too. A lot of upside with those two. This guy's been on a tear all season, averaging 13.3 DraftKings points per game and averaging 15.4 DraftKings points per game against the Caps. Seems like that first line in general of Marshawn, Bergeron, and Pasta have played pretty well against the Capitals this year, to say the least. Taylor Hall, they're playing on the second line and second power play for the Boston Bruins has just been phenomenal with the Bruins ever since being traded over there. Seems like he's found a new home. Assuming they can afford him this offseason, do not be surprised if Taylor Hall is a Boston Bruin next year, but heading into the series, played some great hockey, has six goals, four assists, 10 points in his past 10 games, averaging 12 DraftKings points per game. Now, I also want to highlight the guy here that the Caps just traded for, Anthony Manta. He's played all right. He has not played as great as Taylor Hall has for the Boston Bruins, but the Caps traded for him to be a big-time player. 
now's the time to shine, Mantha. You're playing on the first line with Ovechkin and Backstrom, so plenty of opportunity there, and you're playing on the first power play as well. His numbers are not great heading into this series. I think he has three goals, one assist in his past 10 games, but the opportunity should definitely be there in this game, playing with those two players that I just mentioned, and a fairly decent price tag here, a $7,400. Mantha, by all means, has double-digit draft king point upside, especially considering the opportunity that he'll have in this game. Nick Ritchie here, third line, first power play. You're basically banking the Bruins to get on the power play here quite a bit for Ritchie to meet value. He has nine of his 26 points this season coming on the power play. And hey, look, playing with a lot of studs on that first power play. Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak, Grizzlick plays really well as a defenseman. So this is, like I said, more of a play here banking on the Bruins getting on the power play, but hey, you never know. Could be a 2-1 game. Nick Ritchie ends up getting a goal. You know, 26 points here in a 56-game season, damn near a half point per game. Not bad for a guy priced at $5,200. Dmitry Orlov here, he had only one point for the Capitals in his first 16 games, and then he just tore it up the second half of the season. Now, he only plays on the second power play because John Carlson's running that first power play here. But look, he's racked up 21 points here in the remaining 35 games. One goal, six assists, seven points in his past 10 games. So playing pretty consistent heading into this series. Definitely a guy that can get you double-digit DraftKings points. He doesn't play on the penalty kill, and I wish he did because he can just rack up more block shots there. Uh, Orlov's not notorious for blocking shots, but I always like to target that for defenseman, but definitely a guy that's not afraid to shoot the puck, and he's been getting on the score sheet pretty frequently, really the second half of this season. Sticking with some Caps players here in Daniel Sprung and Connor Sherry. Sprung here's playing on the third line, but playing on the first power play, and this guy absolutely loves to shoot the puck. He's got six goals here in his past 10 games, and he's playing on that first power play, which should take advantage of the number of penalties that the Boston Bruins take. They led the entire NHL this year in minor penalties, and the Capitals were very good on the power play this season against the Bruins with a 30% power play percentage. That's awesome. Basically saying, hey, we're scoring on one out of every three power plays that you give us. I would not be shocked if the Caps get at least three power plays in this game. So again, it, just like Richie here playing on the third line, plays on the first power play. You're kind of banking on the Caps to get on the power play here for Sprong to meet value, but he loves to shoot the puck as well. And again, six goals in his past 10 games. Connor Sherry here, $3,800 is a very good price for a guy playing on the second line and second power play. Like I said, the Caps are missing some guys, or it sounds like they're going to in Kuznetsov and Oshie. So keep an eye on that prior to lock. If Oshie plays, we could see Sherry get bumped down to the third line. Uh, but this is what it looks like right now. Love the way that he's shooting the puck heading into the series. Has 27 shots on net over his past 10 games. Damn near averaging three shots per game. This is a guy that has double-digit draft king point upside. He's hit it three times in his past 10 games. So it's not going to be every night. Hell, it's not going to be every other night, but maybe one out of every three games he can get you double-digit DraftKings points, and he's got a very good price tag here of $3,800, so considering he plays on the second line and he plays on the second power play and the way that he's been shooting the puck, I think the double-digit DraftKings point is definitely his reach here, which is great for a guy priced at $3,800, and then Brandon Carlo here is definitely a dart throw. Uh, he just came back from injury not too long ago, actually got injured by Tom Wilson 
of the Washington Capitals. There could be some bad blood in this series. Really looking forward. Just happy the NHL playoffs are here in general. But he's a low-priced defenseman option who can hit double-digit DraftKings points. Again, just like Sherry, it's not going to happen all the time. Maybe one out of every three, four games. But he's playing 20-plus minutes, and he plays on the penalty kill as well. Look, this dude is huge. He's 6'5". He's like 230 pounds. So he's a big-body dude. He's going to take up a lot of room. And these guys take their game to the next level level when it comes to blocking shots in the playoffs. So Carlo, that's basically what you're banking on here is you're looking for three plus block shots and that extra three points on DraftKings. You can see here there's a bonus there. If you block three shots, you're going to get a th three extra points. So Carlo can get you there and at $3,400, I certainly don't mind that. All right, everyone, that is going to wrap up the video here for today. As always, thank you all for taking the time out of your day to watch these videos. If you could hit that like and subscribe button, I would greatly appreciate that. Again, Pat and his team at the Mayo Media Network are posting content all week long for multiple different sports. You don't want to miss out on any of that. And again, for those of you who want to sign up for prize picks, make sure you use code MMN for up to a $100 match deposit. Playoff hockey is here, baby. Let's enjoy it. We got a few months here of the best hockey on earth. I'm absolutely ecstatic. Let's have a great day. Let's win some money on this showdown slate. I'm out of here. Mm -hmm.